ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. This is episode number 99, so we are excited next Sunday, I mean, uh, next Friday is episode 100, and we're going to bring something special to you on that on that episode. You don't want to miss that one next Friday night, Speak Life, but welcome to Speak Life. Uh, tonight, we are in a wonderful time of powerful uh, transitions that are coming to an end. <clears throat> we are watching the doors close for the last time on last leftovers of the last season. How else can I say that? We are launching into brand new things. And if you haven't heard yet, we are celebrating because we're purchasing a new campus for our church and for our ministry headquarters. It will be a place uh, where we can have prophetic training, prophetic conferences, uh, we can have the School of the Prophets and the School for Our Children. Uh, we'll be able to do media that God has placed on our hearts to do and and send out to the world, much like what we're doing right now. Many, many more things. We've got a big vision, and uh, I believe it's time. Amen. God showed me many people would be moving here uh, to be trained and to be equipped for the ministry and over the years, we've received many words about training hundreds of thousands of God's warriors, and uh, I believe that this is the campus that we're going to do it at. And there is a groundswell of anticipation and faith around this entire move, and so we'll we'll be sharing more about that on Sunday. <coughs> Excuse me, you don't want to you don't want to miss our broadcast on Sunday. Uh, but we are already hearing from people who are now moving here, and uh, some have already arrived. <coughs> Excuse me, it's exciting uh, to see the prophetic company coming together for God's purposes and God's plans. Amen. And God began to speak to me uh, this week about a word uh, called unity. Now, we know Psalm 133 uh, talks about unity is the place where God commands the blessing. But I believe right now God is releasing unity in the church and unity in our region and unity, listen to this one, in the nation. <clears throat> I believe God is releasing unity in our nation. And you're going to start seeing it happen. And uh, in fact, I believe you're seeing it happen right now. And the Lord shared that secret with me at least four years ago. <clears throat> I remember writing it down <coughs> that he was going to unify the people of God and unify the church and unify the nation almost simultaneously. Now, prophets hear secrets from the Lord. We don't always get to share everything uh, and sometimes we don't get to share any of it. Uh, but I, for one, write down what God says to me uh, in our personal time together, and I go back and I reread all of these things. And at different times, God will say, uh, release this word now, or go back to that word and release that part of that word, and, uh, or this is the beginning of that word coming to pass. And that's what's happening this week. 
God has has launched uh, a a unity, a spirit of unity, and He's bringing together across divisions, across uh, all, all kind of different dividing lines, a unity uh, that supersedes our differences. And He's using, I believe, the border crisis to do it. He's using the economy to do it. He's using all kinds of things to do it. And many are wondering what is going to happen or what could potentially happen. I do believe that there are terror cells, uh, terror cells that are plotting and planning a multifaceted uh, attack uh, that would happen almost simultaneously. Uh, But I believe that we are thwarting these attacks with our prayers in that they are being confounded and it's causing them to turn on each other just like the Lord spoke uh, and he used Second Chronicles 20 uh, as an example where he causes the enemy to turn on the enemy and uh, until they take each other out. But especially now, I believe there's prayers <coughs> being prayed in unity and God is going to stop these attacks before they can happen. And many lives will be spared and protected because God is among his people. Amen. And the people are crying out for God. And the Lord showed me all it takes is a remnant, a remnant of prayer warriors to turn things around. He reminded me the word of the Lord is America shall be saved. So the Lord showed me this unrestrained anger uh, and rage coming from certain politicians against the people of our nation. And I'm not here to tell you which side to side with. I'm not here to, uh, you know, speak on political lines. I'm just speaking as a prophetic voice. Uh, People will intuitively leave divisions and those things that have separated us behind as they as these things are made even more clear uh but an attempt to shut things down is is the plan of the enemy and the and especially the rage of some of these politicians so that there can be no election <coughs> and uh, an attempt to shut things down so that so that the election cannot proceed uh and that's being considered right now Elisha spoke the plans of the enemy before they ever happened and frustrated the enemy because uh, the king of Israel knew what the enemy's plans were before the enemy could could do that. And I believe that this is one of those uh, times, and, and the people of God need to pray uh, against these things. So the enemy is thinking will just cause such a an outrage uh, uh, a, a, a false attack so that they have to shut down the elections. And so it doesn't matter who's running or when they're running. <coughs> These things have to be put on pause. And so that's the attack of the enemy, and that is what the people of God need to be praying against. But God is preventing <coughs> the plans of the enemies of God uh, because God's people are praying. God is stopping the plans of the enemy because God's people pray. And when Elijah came on the scene after several years of famine, listen, there was such division, 
There was such discord. There was such disunity. Uh, Jezebel had killed almost all the prophets, and the rest of the prophets were in hiding. She effectively rendered the prophetic voice powerless in that time frame by causing the true prophets to go in hiding or to be killed and uh, removed most of the influence of the voice of the Lord on the nation. But Elijah still had credibility with God's people because of his bold words from the Lord. He didn't speak a whole lot, but what he spoke was bold, and it came to pass. And that's similar to to today, and that the enemy is trying to smother the prophetic voice. He's trying to replace it with the voice of these false prophets in media and in Hollywood and in other places. Uh, And you listen, we'll always need the voice of the prophets, We will always need the voice of the future. We will always need that visionary, that revelational voice of God's potential uh, for the future, God's potential to move. And so someone who will speak God's plans and uh, with that spirit of Elijah on them. And uh, in Elijah's time, these false prophets, they had position and they had authority because of Jezebel. And Elijah confronted the false prophets and confronted Ahab, who was Jezebel's husband. And and Elijah used his influence uh, to gather the people of God together and say, how long are you going to believe in two different opinions? How long are you going to listen to this and then try to believe what God is saying? You can't do that. So he brought unity back to the people of God by getting them to agree and say, we will serve the Lord Jehovah. We are on the Lord's side. And at that moment, the influence of the power of the prophets of Baal were destroyed. Their influence was destroyed. And Elijah then kills all the false prophets at the river. And suddenly things begin to shift And suddenly things begin to change. It was at that point that Elijah prophesies, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And uh, and this sort of what some of what I shared last week, uh, when he said that, what he was saying was the drought is over, the famine is over, and now there will be an abundance of rain, which will release an abundance in all things it's now obtainable again. I want you to hear that last sentence loud and clear. There was an abundance of rain, and the abundance in all things was now obtainable again. And God had been speaking to me about unity and how at the place of unity, God commands blessing. It takes a remnant of God's people to bring about the recovery of all things. We are at the end of the past famine, and the heavens are opening right now, and unity is coming forth among the remnant of God's warriors. You're going to start seeing streams coming together, different 
uh, camps coming together, putting aside the little things that can be irritants and offensive, but coming together. And it has to happen. <coughs> it has to happen uh, with the church first. The church is the forerunner in all things. And so you're going to start seeing multiple camps coming together, conferencing together, praying together, uh, relating together, uh, coming together in different and multiple ways. And a recovery will begin to happen. Amen. And uh, I've prophesied to you before about timing and about the turning and the turning point. And let me tell you, there is a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask, all that you could think, all that you could dream of or imagine. And God has an awakening on his agenda. And wherever you have seen chaos, you are about to see recovery and restoration beyond what you could ask, think, or imagine. Wherever you're seeing chaos, you are about to see recovery and restoration beyond what you could ask, think, or imagine. Now, I, I believe I shared it. I'm not sure, but uh, I might have had it, uh, I might have said something last week, but uh, about two weeks ago or a little week and a half ago, something like that, <coughs> I woke up in the middle of the night <coughs> and there was a man standing next to my bed. And uh, in fact, it frightened me. And, uh, and the Lord said, this is an angel of recovery. I'm not one for angels. I'm not one for uh, using that to try to hype people or or anything like that. But I'm just telling you, this is what I saw. A man dressed in white standing right next to my bed at the head of my bed. And uh, Pastor Tracy and I were sound asleep. And uh, here was this man standing there. And so I was slightly frightened uh, by this presence. And, uh, and But I felt the peace of God come over me, and, and God said, this is an angel of recovery. <clears throat> and um, the interesting thing is that uh, he began to, the whole room was filled with light, and I uh, was totally dressed in white, and, and then he just kind of faded away, and uh, God was sending him out to recover all that had been stolen and lost in the last seven years. He made that very clear to me. <coughs> and I'm declaring to you that this is a time of recovery. Recovery angels are on assignment right now. Uh, they're on assignment to go recover all that was taken, all that was lost over the last seven years. The famine is over. The drought is over. Abundance is released, and you are walking into a day of supernatural restoration beyond what you could imagine. And so I'm declaring to you, this is still a season of Cyrus. This is still a season of Cyrus. Isaiah 45 talks about King Cyrus. Cyrus the Great, he's known as in history. 
and King Cyrus was known uh, from chapter 45 of Isaiah. And the Cyrus that we know today as 45 is still the loudest voice today. God is going to uncover more and more and more, revealing more and more and more, and recovering more and more and more. Recovery is coming. And God is reactivating Cyrus's prophesied position. And the church will begin to be repositioned for restoration and recovery of all that was lost. You know, Cyrus issued a decree, and it was a decree of recovery and restoration. And Nehemiah and Zechariah and Haggai and Zerubbabel prophesied the word of the Lord to the people of God, encouraging them to hold the trowel in one hand and hold the sword in the other. (coughs) Keep your spiritual eyes opened as watchmen on the walled. Watchmen on the wall, build the vision together. Stand as one in unity and restore what was destroyed in the past. And as warriors, we are ready to fight the good fight of faith, and we are ready to accomplish the vision that God has uh, for us individually uh, and for us as a nation and for us as the people of God. And so 45, Isaiah 45 talks about Cyrus, and the anointing on Cyrus's life was to, was to bring things together uh, and empower the people of God to do what they were called to do. This, there is a Cyrus arising right now, and his decree is going to break through the barriers that once divided the people and bring great unity Cyrus was a great conqueror. Cyrus the Great, he's known as in history, (coughs) great conqueror. He conquered Babylon, (coughs) and he commissioned the people of God to build the city, restore the righteous foundations, rebuild the temple, restore true worship of God. And it looked absolutely impossible when Cyrus decreed that, uh, but God empowered them to pursue, to overtake, and without fail, recover all. And they did. And we are leaving the old behind, and we are entering into the Cyrus season. A new season is beginning. Get ready for amazing victories Get ready for supernatural intervention, causing you to rise up and to win again. Amen? (coughs) You're going to do so much winning. (laughs) You're going to start seeing the hand of God go before you. And it's going to be like the unstoppable remnant of God. Those that have not been ashamed, those warriors who would stand up and fight for God, are going to begin to see the blessing of the Lord overtake them. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to come before the Lord with our tithes and our offerings before we go any further. 
And uh, I want to remind you that we are a Davidic house. We believe in worship and praise. We believe in lifting our voices, lifting our hearts, lifting our sound. Whether we are together in one building or not, we're going to make that sound of praise. And David knew all about victory through praise. And you carry a Davidic anointing. And listen, the enemy is real. And he has a very big and terrible, scary weapons. <clears throat> but it may seem like uh, all you have is just a handful of rocks and a small strip of leather. But I want you to know if God before you, amen? You've got the rock Christ Jesus. You've got his word. And I'm suggesting to you today that you use what's in your hand. And by doing that, you render the enemy unconscious. Your little gift is like that rock in that, that strip of leather that David had. May not seem like much to you, but when you release that into the, into the spirit, you release that to the hand of God, it will render your enemy unconscious. <clears throat> All you need is a little pebble, a little stone, or even a little prophetic word. But once you've knocked him out, you take his big bad weapon away from him. And it may be more than you could manage. It may not be uh, uh, all that you can handle. Uh, but the sheer weight of it will cut the enemy's head off. And that is what today is all about. Complete victory and restoration. You're about to cut the head off your enemy and see incredible victory. And listen, we're finishing our 21 days of fasting and prayer. And we've come through a gate of breakthrough. And you've rendered the enemy unconscious, but don't stop there. We're after complete victory. Amen. You've rendered him unconscious, but now render him powerless. You've rendered the enemy unconscious, but render him powerless now. And let your offering be a weapon that cuts the head off the enemy today. Amen. <clears throat> Wipe out your enemy. I don't know about you, but I'm standing on Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Listen, there's a miracle in every seed today. That means there's a miracle in motion, and there's a miracle in your offering right now. And if you'll keep moving forward in faith, lift up your shield of faith, keep your armor on, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and having done all to stand, what are we to do? Stand. Keep your stand of faith. Take a stand. That Hebrew word, I mean that Greek word is histeme. <clears throat> it means to stand in faith. It means to stand in forward motion. And if you'll do that, I believe you're going to receive something powerful today. A defeat of your enemy and the release of great victory to you. Just say it out loud with me. There's a miracle in my offering. There's a miracle in my offering. Amen. And we are grateful to be <coughs> leading such a great house. <coughs> Humbled to be able to lead such generous givers and people who give to the Lord. And we are honored to serve people who aren't afraid to sow. Because God is going to show up in every household. I know by firsthand experience how God prospers the generous. And every family that has sown into this house, you're about to receive something 
that you never had before. Blessings are coming into you now in super abundant measures back to you. The heavens are open and I hear the sound of abundance being accessed now like never before. There's a miracle in your offering today. Amen. <coughs> if you agree, just say amen or put it in the, the chat there. Amen. There's a miracle in your seed. Amen. There's several ways that you can give. <clears throat> you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. On your screen right now, there is a, a QR code. And you, if you prefer to try that, uh, you put your camera in front of the QR code. It'll pull up a little yellow button underneath that picture. You just click on that. It'll take you to our giving page. <clears throat> if you're watching on social media, there is a link in the comment section. You can click on that and you can give that way. Uh, if you prefer to mail in your offering, you can mail it to LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Amen. Uh, it's LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Seven seven, or you can even go to our website. Our website is lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepointchurch.cc, and there's a giving button at the top of the page. And uh, please, when you're there, make sure you fill out the forms so that we can stay in contact with you. And if you have a prayer request, please put it on our prayer wall so that we can agree with you in prayer. Amen. Amen. Second <clears throat> Timothy one seven, <clears throat> it says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind." Amen. You know, I want to minister a couple prophetic words before we go any further. Jared Russo, I know you're watching tonight. You've been such an encouragement to me. And uh, I'm praying for you. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, uh, don't just stand uh, in a place of ready to go. At some point, you pulled the trigger. And you're at the place now, says the Lord, where it's time to pull the trigger. And I'm talking about something very near and dear to your heart, something very specific that you ask the Lord, Lord, is this the time? Is this the hour that I do this, and you're just on hold, waiting to hear from God. <clears throat> Jared, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, now's the time. And God has not given you a spirit of fear. Just begin to move forward in faith, uh, follow all the way through, and watch what the hand of the Lord will do for you. It's going to be a powerful, brand new year, 2024. It's going to be so great for you. And listen, God loves you so much. He's going to protect you from making mistakes, but he's also going to empower you and to give you a, a charge of his anointing uh, to do the right thing. Amen. And when you're doing that, you'll feel the confidence of God and it will be exhilarating. Amen. So do what God's telling you to do. You've got the yes from God. You've got the green light. Go for it. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Jared. 
Uh, Mary Griffin, it's good to see you online, and uh, so glad you're you're watching. And you know, we see your name pop up uh, occasionally. Thank you so much for uh, always being there, and, and you're a blessing to us. And so, Mary, I just see where you've come to the end of uh, like the end of the track. Uh, and this is where you have been and what you've been doing, and you're running out of track, and you see it's coming uh, to a close, but the Spirit of God has a new direction for you. And it's like you're just looking for some place to continue this way, but there's a turn coming, and there's a shift coming from the Spirit of God, and God's going to reorder uh, some of your steps and even some of your thoughts. You never thought you'd do some of the things that are that are uh, that you're going to be encouraged to do by the Spirit of God, and options going to come before you, and you're going to say, "God, is this me, or is this just a, a good idea?" Uh, almost seems too good to be true, but that's God opening a great and effectual door for you to bless you. God loves you so much, Mary, uh, that He's going to give you the the answer in, in, in almost like a puzzle. Uh, you're like a maze. You're going to go one step at a time, and you're going to say, what do I do next? You know, the Bible says uh, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And you've got some prophetic words that you haven't seen come to pass yet, but it's going to light the next step. So his word's going to give you a step after step after step, and then you're going to find yourself in the middle of what you ask God for. And you're going to look around and say, this is what God spoke to me about all those years ago. I'm living it right now. Father, we just bless Mary right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll through real quick. Um, Jeff, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Jockum, uh, something like that. Jeff, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, uh, that there is a new opportunity, a new door of opportunity right in front of you right now. And, um, and, and it is like a, it, it just seems like it doesn't fit. It seems like that's too far-fetched or too far out there. And so I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, no, it's not. I'm stretching your faith. I'm stretching you. And, and you know, Tamar had to represent herself as something she was not, in order for her to be able to uh, to get her inheritance, she had to pretend like she was something that she was not in order to be able to get what belonged to her. And your inheritance is on the other side of that door that seems too far away, Jeff. And it's it seems like it's out of reach, but it's time for that leap of faith. And you, it may seem like you're being a little deceptive, but you're just covering some areas so that nobody can see exactly <coughs> who you are and what's going on. But when you get into that, but it's almost like uh, Esther, Hadassah. She had, to, she had to hide herself as Hadassah and become Esther. And, um, but when she got into her position, she was able to open up and show that she really was Hadassah. And so that is what God is doing with you right now. You're going to be almost thrust into a position that you're uncomfortable with, and it's going to be a leap of faith, uh, Jeff, but it's going to be a positioning from the Lord for you to receive the bigger inheritance. And so I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. Listen, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty over here, uh, but and I don't want to miss anybody here. Uh, uh, so I'm going to keep moving, and uh, I have my whole computer screen over here in case those of you that are wondering uh, what I'm looking at. I'll come back to prophesy over more. Uh, but 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I believe the Bible outlines for us who God is, who we are, and who our enemy is. And if we will come to know our God then we will see ourselves in him. <clears throat> you know, the Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. If we will come to know our God, we'll see ourselves in him and know who we are, and then we can become more successful in overcoming our enemy and all that he is. Did you catch that? God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but one of power. That word in, in the Greek is dunamis. Uh, again, you know, we, we get our word dynamite from that. And it's not talking about the stick of dynamite. It's talking about the explosion that comes from dynamite. It's, it means the explosive force of miracle strength, miracle ability, miracle power. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but... Uh, of power you know fear is a spirit and when fear is trying to come over your thoughts and trying to enter your life you need to understand that it is not the spirit of god his spirit within you is one of power it's an explosive force of miracle power miracle strength miracle ability to overcome your enemy and we're called to take God at his word and fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Some of you are on the edge of, of receiving your best from God. You're on the edge of your breakthrough. <clears throat> and the enemy is firing everything he can at you. And his biggest weapon is the weapon of fear. And God wants you to recognize that is a spirit trying to stop you and you're going to have to overcome that spirit by recognizing that is not God. And you release God's explosive dunamis power, his miracle power against the enemy and bust that thing wide open. Amen. If you'll submit yourself to God, then you'll have his strength to resist the devil and the devil will flee. Amen. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. Amen. The, the devil publishes propaganda. He publishes fake news. He publishes uh, uh, things that are not true as if they are true. And uh, Isaiah 59, 19 says, when the enemy comes in, and if you look at it in, in the Hebrew there, there's no punctuation. And so it literally says, when the enemy comes in, and then you can tell by the, by the words used in the Hebrew, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. <coughs> we don't have to allow the enemy to come and flood our lives first. No, when the enemy comes in, comma, 
Like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight. No fear allowed. You've got to fight. You're a warrior. I'm not sure why my throat's drying out a little bit here, but you have to understand you've been made in the image and the likeness of your Father, Almighty God. And he describes himself in the Bible as the greatest warrior of all time. He's the great warrior, and we know our God. And if we know our God, then we can know who we are, and we can overcome the enemy of fear consistently. And see, so your relationship with God is key. You know, we, I, I just have faith that wherever I go, I carry an atmosphere. I pray in the Holy Spirit, and I believe that wherever I go, I'm diffusing the aroma of Christ. I am releasing an atmosphere wherever I go. And that comes by knowing God. When we know God, we know who we are in God. And then when we know who we are in God, we can identify our enemy better and overcome him consistently. That's how you fight the good fight of faith. Apostle Paul said in the last days, there's going to be perilous or dangerous times. And we need to know who we are in Christ. You need to know who you are in him. Amen. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. <coughs> Bishop Hammond, I love the way that he says, if you see yourself in him, like getting in that fighter jet, in that, uh, that unbeatable, super technologically advanced fighter jet, you get in him and suddenly you, you're able to do all kinds of things, speeds you never thought you knew, you never thought you'd go, weaponry you never thought you'd be able to, to fire or, or, or be so explosive or accurate with. And uh, the computer will do most of the work for you. And so in him... When we when we know who we are in Christ, no enemy can defeat you. You have no fear. When you know if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. You can fight the good fight of faith and live fearless, even in the most uncertain uh, times, perilous, dangerous feeling times. Amen. There's, there's uh, one particular name, of God that he uses in the Bible to describe himself more than any other name. One name he uses for himself more than any other name. <clears throat> How many of you know there's different names of God in the Bible? There's Yahweh, or some people say Jehovah, meaning the Eternal One, the Great I Am. Uh, he is Yahweh uh, Rapha, or Jehovah Rapha, our healer, our deliverer. Uh, Jehovah Nisi, our banner of victory in every ba every battle. He's uh, Jehovah Shammah, God is with us. Uh, he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, our source. He's Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. Jehovah Makadesh, our, our sanctifier. Jehovah Shalom, God, our peace. He's Adonai, he's our sovereign Lord. He's e Elohim. Our Creator, He's 
Jehovah Izer, the Lord, our helper. He's El Shaddai, the Lord who is more than enough. He's El Gibor, the mighty Father God, the hero God. <clears throat> He's Emmanuel, the God who is ever with us. He's El Roi, the God who sees. He's Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd, who leads us. Amen. All these names describe certain attributes of Almighty God, our Father, so that we can know who he is. And in all those descriptive names, there's one name, one descriptive name. He uses more than any other name in Scripture. In fact, he uses it five times as much as any other name in the Bible. That name is Lord Tzabaot, the Lord of hosts, meaning the Lord of a massive army in heaven and on earth, ready for battle, the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Amen. Sometimes I don't know what to pray. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I'll feel like fear trying to come on me. And I'll just declare, the Lord of hosts is here. Amen. I shout it out. Listen, you've got to be able to fight the good fight of faith in these days with no fear. No fear. You've got to know God so that you can know who you are in him then you can clearly identify your enemy and wipe him out. Listen, when Apostle Paul was telling Timothy, no fear, this is what he was talking about. You have the power of his awesome warrior spirit within you, and he will fight with you against your enemy, and he will fight for you. You can live a fearless life. Almighty God, the Lord Sabaoth, is the warrior king. Exodus 15.3 says, The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Amen? You can see this in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis or the book of beginnings. Whenever you want to understand Revelation <clears throat> and you want to understand where it began, go to the book of beginnings. That's where you begin to see the law of first mention. <clears throat> God spoke it already. He said it already in Genesis. And so you see in Genesis, when God declares judgment on Satan, and he speaks of his demise, and he speaks of his destruction, and part of his judgment uh, is through the church, the body of Christ may bruise their heel, but will crush his head. Amen. And that's how a fearless, mighty warrior talks. My kids are going to, they might bruise their heel, but they're going to crush your head. That's what God said in the book of Genesis. In Exodus chapter 15, I already quoted it to you. It says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. <clears throat> the horse and its rider, he has thrown it into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He's my God, and I will praise him. He's my father. My father is God, and I will exalt him. 
the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. I want you to know the great Lord and King that you serve, your Father, he is the mightiest warrior of all time. He is the undisputed, undefeated champion of all time and eternity. He defeated the greatest that hell could throw against him, death, hell, and the grave. He overpowered it and wiped it out immediately. Some say, Pastor Marty, this is too tough until you're going through some tough things. It's good to know how you can fight the good fight of faith, knowing our warrior king is tougher than anything or anyone that could ever come up against us. Every place in the Bible where it says, fear not, he says, I'm right here with you. Fear not, I'm right here with you. This chapter is almost entirely the song of Moses and Miriam singing about the Lord of hosts destroying the Egyptian pharaoh and his armies. I mean, they wrote a big song about how God wiped out their enemies. It's incredible. I believe we are seeing a great turnaround right now, a great reversal, a great uh, turning point, a great recovery, a great reset, a great restoration and a great deliverance happening right now. In fact, if you're in the ministry and you're watching me, I want to encourage you, get ready to see greater deliverance in your ministry. You're going to cast the devil out more and more and more in the days to come. We are headed headlong into a greater battle But greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And you're going to see many new ministries casting out the devil. Amen. Great deliverance is coming. Great deliverance. Amen. You know, just like the children of Israel leaving Egypt, the enemy released them because God forced him to. God overpowered him dethroned every one of their gods, crushed them all, defeated them all, and forced the enemy to let his people go. But then Pharaoh mounted up on his, uh, on his uh, a chariot and, and got his armies to come up after them and ran them up to the Red Sea, waiting for the God of the sea that they worshiped to come and crush them. But then God showed his mighty power, his mighty strength over every God that they served and crushed that God too and made a way where there was no way. And the Bible actually says that God raised up Pharaoh to openly defeat him and to show his power over him. You know, as Christians, we need to know how to live in perilous times. We need to live fearless. We need to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. How many of you believe he's your healer? Right? You know he's your healer. By his stripes I'm healed. You got to stand and declare it. How many of you know he's your righteousness? I am not my own righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
How many of you believe he's your redeemer? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I want you to understand he is the Lord, the mighty warrior, the Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord and commander of the armies both in heaven and in earth. Amen. God has a standing army of warrior angels, warrior angels ready to engage the enemy with his earthly armies, uh, uh, the body of Christ, against the powers of hell. I believe God actually sets up situations to display his might and power. And so whenever we run into a challenge, instead of being upset or angry that we're having to deal with something, we just, Pastor Tracy and I, we've learned to just say, let's see how God does something in this, you know. This is a big one, but we know our God, and we've walked with him long enough to know He's got a battle set up to show his power and to display his might and his glory. You know, situations that seem too tough for us to handle could try to open a door for a spirit of fear. But when you've done all to stand, you know what you do? You keep on standing and you keep on believing. You keep moving forward in faith. And then suddenly, Jesus, our God, He rides in on his white war horse and fully defeats our enemy time and time again. Amen. No fear. Jesus is here. So what am I saying? I'm saying it may look like you have no options right now, but fight the good fight of faith. Stand firm believing. Heavenly reinforcements are coming your way. Amen. I mean, if you know, whenever God is about to raise you up to another level, and we've been talking about that, going through the door in 2024, coming up higher, whenever God's about to raise you to another level, you enter what I call the holy holy pressure cooker. Why? Because God is firming up your faith in him. Not in your own ability, not in your own wisdom. He wants you to fight the good fight of faith, trusting in his word. In fact, he'll place you in situations where you cannot figure the way out, where you're backed up to a Red Sea, so that he gets all the credit when he comes riding in with supernatural deliverance and defeats your enemy. <coughs> David, in 1 Samuel 30, he, he faced utter defeat, he and all his men. Uh, but David didn't just... Uh, lick his wounds and whine and cry like the rest of them did, David went into prayer. Now listen, David was going to a much higher place within a matter of days. In fact, historically, they can prove that the exact same time David uh, rose up and fought uh, after his family his wives and, and kids were abducted. All, the, all, all that they had was robbed and stolen and taken away by the Amalekites. David, he went into prayer. When he came out, the Lord said, I want you to pursue. I want you to overtake. And without fail, David, you will recover all. At that moment, David went out. Uh, historians say at that very same moment, 
Saul and his sons were killed in battle on another battlefield at the exact same time. <clears throat> I call it the test of a king. It was a fight he didn't know was coming. It was a surprise. Uh, uh, it was like a uh, pop quiz, but it was a big one. And it was a big test from God. What are you going to trust in, David? Are you going to trust in the prophetic still? Even though I gave you that word all those years ago, are you going to trust and believe in the prophetic still? Are you going to fight the good fight of faith? Are you going to stand and believe me even though you've been going from cave to cave for all these years? David faced utter defeat. And he went into that place of prayer and he sought the Lord. And God's instructions to him were, Fight the good fight of faith, David. Come up higher. I've got a bigger place for you. And this is the, this is the on-ramp. Pursue your enemy, overtake him, defeat him, and without fail, recover all that you lost, and then take all the enemy's wealth too. Fight the good fight of faith. God shows up, and God gives him the victory. He puts secret, a secret uh, a spy in there that they, they thought they'd left, the enemy thought he left for dead. But God kept him alive so that he could be revived by David and give him all the secrets. Amen. If you'll continue to fight the good fight of faith, God will give you victory after victory after victory. Never give up. Never give in. It doesn't matter what the enemy has to say about it. It doesn't matter how booming his voice is. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how... Bad things may look, stand in faith. Amen. And God will show up and he'll give you the victory every time. Just ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God saw their hearts. God saw their commitment, their faith. And they, just like you and I, came to a place of decision. Are you willing to quit now? Is this the price that you'll settle out at? Is this what will cause you to go down the path of least resistance? Too many Christians evaluate whether or not they're in God's will based upon how easy life is. Well, if it's God's will, it wouldn't be this challenging. Well, I beg to differ with you. I don't know what, your Bible, what Bible you're reading, uh, but every champion in the Bible went through facing their fears and overcoming through their faith in Almighty God, the Lord Sabaoth. And you can be a warrior or you can be a warrior. That's your choice. One thing is for sure, you've got to pass that test in order to go to the higher ground. And it seems like it always looks worse right before it gets better. It seems like it always looks like the darkest part of the day uh, the darkest part of the night is just before the dawning of the new day. Listen, you got to keep the faith and not sell out. Amen? I could go on and on and on and on, uh, but I just want to encourage you. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Amen? 
God has not given his church a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You're not crazy for thinking this way. You're not crazy for believing this way. You have a sound mind. It's the mind of Christ. Job twenty two twenty eight says, Decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. I want to encourage you. <clears throat> Whatever you're facing, find some scriptures that declare your victory and start decreeing those things. Start decreeing the word of the Lord that's gone over your life. Intertwine them, lace them together with scripture and start declaring what God has said. You watch the power of your decree establish light on your way and drive the darkness out of your life. Amen. Father, I pray for every warrior that's here tonight. Every uh, uh, every person within the sound of my voice, Father, that you would activate a deeper flow of your Holy Spirit within them. <clears throat> Father, that you would cause that anointing that's deep within them. Jesus, you said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Father, there's an atmosphere that you want to release. You want, to, you want them to diffuse Christ. Wherever they go, you want them to release an atmosphere, Lord, that will change everything. And so, Father, as we draw close to you, as we pray in the Holy Spirit, as we seek you in your word, and as we seek you in, in prayer, God, I pray today that you would activate that deeper wellspring of life within your people that you would cause it to flow from a very deep reservoir in your spirit. Father, let it be something that absolutely transforms everything around them by your spirit, Father. I thank you, Father, that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of power, explosive miracle power to meet that fear head on. Love, your love. You love us so much, Father. You wouldn't leave us without a solution. You give us your solution by your Spirit. And a sound mind, the mind of Christ. How to walk through this and see things the way that you see them. And Father, that we would step out of the past and into the future that you've promised. In the name of Jesus, I pray for your people, Father. And I release that fresh anointing upon them now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. I want to thank every one of you who continues to stand with us week after week, month after month, year after year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continual support. You know, Matthew 10, 41, I, I quote it to you every week. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. Right now, I decree the prophet's reward is released to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release the prophet's reward to you and thank you for standing with us. Amen. Let me encourage you to check out our sponsor, MyPillow, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Mike Lindell is a great man of God. He's a warrior. He's been fighting the good fight of faith. He looks like he's standing alone half the time, 
But listen, we're standing with him. Many warriors are standing with him. But please go to mypillow.com, go to mystore.com, and check out what he's what he's got available there. It's amazing American-made products, uh, but he's made available a huge discount if you'll use the promo code Marty. And let me tell you, I, I need you to do this. It's wonderful to have him as a sponsor. Uh, but we need folks to go buy buy a few things. Amen. Help them out. Help their cause. Help our cause. And you get blessed by getting uh, top-notch, I mean luxurious products uh, at a fraction of the cost just by using the promo code MARTY. Uh, so part of the proceeds will go to Speak Life. Part of it goes to his fight uh, against the... Uh, oppression that's coming against so many in our nation and then you get the the benefit of the of the products in return and you're blessing people uh, who are there working so hard uh, to make a living amen and so it's a win-win-win situation thank you for doing that check them out mypillow.com mystore.com use the promo code marty if you prefer to call in your order you can call the number 800 859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Call them right now if you want and use the promo code MARTY. Place your order. Get some of that coffee. I'm telling you, it's going to blow you away. It's great coffee. I drink it all the time. Uh, But use the promo code MARTY so that we get the benefit of that. And thank you so much for doing that. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. (coughs) It would be great if you would help us out by telling others uh, to tune in every Friday, 7 p.m. Central, right here in America. That's Friday night, every every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Rumble. Amen. Also, if you like podcasts, please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. It's uh, Speak Life with Marty Layton. Give us a five-star review. Help us to populate higher with the, in the algorithms by giving us that five-star review. If you've already done it once, do it a couple more times. It'll help us out. Amen. Also, follow me on social media at Marty Layton. At Marty Layton on all the platforms, Truth, X, Getter, YouTube, Rumble, Frank Social, Parlor, Instagram, all of them. Follow us at Marty Layton. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. And uh, we love to keep you encouraged during the week. And so we're putting more, more uh, information out throughout the week. So please follow us and keep up with us. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning into Speak Life. I count it a privilege to minister to you this way. What an honor to be used of the Lord, to release the word of the Lord to God's people this way. It's amazing. In this new year, determine you're going to speak with God's wisdom. You're going to speak the mind of Christ. You're going to speak the way you're supposed to speak and decree like God wants you to decree like a king. And watch what God says through you begin to blast darkness out of the way and release the life of God and the light of God into everything that you speak into. Amen. Proverbs 18, 21 declares, 
the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want you to eat the fruit of life. Amen? God wants you to eat the fruit of life. And so thank you for tuning in today, and always remember to speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.